Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Shop the Chemist Warehouse Bundles of Joy Sale and find 25% off the B-Box range. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Good morning, everyone. 16th of August, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ. Hope you've had a great start to your week. Tuesday already, the Tuesday blues for me, but it's great to be back on the show with the crew. And Kempi, he's still there, and Kitty Kitty was a beautiful backdrop, I must say. Kempi, looking sharp, mate. Nice pona move. Oof. Oh, beautiful, huh? <laughs> yeah, Atamanahupe. It's yeah, just a little bit of um, jostling this morning to try and get to to a better spot in the house so that it's not so um, cathedral sounding. I've been told uh, high ceilings, and I'm now in a little room with a low ceiling. So hopefully, I'm coming through nice and clear, nice and clear. Joe, give me the thumbs up. Thank you, brother. You can now take off. Let's launch the show. Yeah, beautiful. Kimpi, it's not your fault you got a castle and moat around it. Yeah, too successful, mate. <laughs> too successful one. <laughs> high no, stud. No, no, no. How good's high stud? Love a high stud ceiling. Oof. Beautiful. Yeah, Look no, sharp. There's plenty of that around here. Look oh, sharp. Thank you. 
Kempe, have you been out of the tools all oh, day mate. yesterday on your Kubota tractor? Yeah, no, no. I've got a, I've got a, a little um, lawnmower up here that uh, I went out to the neighbours, mate, and he, he driving around on this nice red Kubota tractor, mate. And I'm looking at it, it's got Kubota written over it. And I went, Kubota, you know, <laughs> give me the old Kubota ad. And then I got a little bit of envy. He was whipping up and down his driveways on it, thinking, ooh, yeah, let me talk to Kubota. This, like like a few people said, let's just talk about Kubota and see what happens. Kubota, <laughs> mowing Kempe's lawns, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Only a matter of time, Kempe. Eh? You keep ah. doing that. What happened? Yeah, Tempo mate, that's right. I've said a <laughs> yeah, tempers arrived last week. I forgot to tell Smithy yesterday, but I'll make sure I let him know that uh, today. Oh, you did climbing do your temper. Climbing the yeah. ladder. Climbing the ladder. Got his big box of temper gear, mate. How good was it? Well, unpack it for us, mate. Shared some light on what you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah what you're missing out on. Man, I was out. Uh, I was out the out uh, Murawai last week with my dog because my mate, my mate who looks after my dog, he'd gone away. He's over in. Um, Rarotonga, so I'd been away for a couple of days because the dog, he lives out at Murawai, you see, and I'm looking after him. I get home, and there's this big box sitting in my bedroom, and I thought, oh, you know, Jay's organised and there's some more supplements and stuff like that. But I think, shit, that box is a bit big, and I turn it around and written on the side of it's temper. <laughs> like, it's a big box, mate. I mean, it's not, you know, it's arm span wide, that wide. So <laughs> I go and pick it up, and I take it upstairs. I went, whoa, man. Like, these pillows must be massive, and I open it up, and there's these two pillows, and a pair of slippers, and a, and a pair of eye shades, and a, one of those pillows you stick on your neck, which I've never ever used when you're on an airplane, been on an airplane more than selling too good, and um, <laughs> all this other little bits and pieces, and I'm thinking, you know the first thing I thought about? I said, yes, yeah, Smithy, yeah. I put my feet on that ladder, mm. I put my feet on that ladder you're talking about, and I'm starting to climb it, brother, but a big, big uh, shout out. Uh, to the temper crew for sending that through. Mate, I pulled it out straight away and lay on the bed when straight to sleep. It was that good. Yeah. Honestly. They are so comfortable. So, uh, not real happy. I can just picture you at Kitty Kitty with your nice, you know those slippers, Louie, that you just, you turn up to your, your grandparents' house and there's those little, just that, those beautiful, you know, comfy you know, looking coral slippers that just stood yeah. by the door. That's what they are. No, Louis. no, no. We're very lucky here. McCafe coffees every morning, uh, temper pillows for the team, Kubota tractors on tap. It's, uh, no, we are very, very lucky. Actually, in the chemist warehouse still here as well. Ooh. Down there on Friday, men, yes. got in touch with Skippy Sinclair yesterday. He's um, scored a, a lot of runs and he's, Obviously a Hawks Bay product, isn't he? Is he? And said, "What are you, are you around the region? You want to come in for a little McCafe?" And he said, oh, "I'll see if I can swing by. Are we going to line some other good guests up for the Bay." Yeah, I'm, I'm having a wee think. I'm actually thinking might try and Jason Schumacher. Haven't told him yet, but <laughs> I used to play a lot with Jason, and uh, he's an absolute legend. Come down from Whangarei up north, sh- sh- you know, done his time in the Bay, and now he's uh, living here with his with his family and his. Well, his wife, uh, his wife, and his kids, and um, they absolutely love it, mate. So I'll try and you know get get old Jason what about along. Your old man, uh, my, my, yeah, <laughs> I was winding up the old man, mate. The old man's on fire in the punting world, mate. He won like six multis yesterday. 
Honestly, but only you know, three dollar multis. But winning eighty buck, you know, he's happy. Yes. Tell him to bring a few for us. And Mate, I'm like, Dad, you're so hungry. Like he's betting on the Ballarat Dogs, and you know, he's, going, <laughs> <laughs> he's going to the most randomest places. But he's getting the green ticks. This is and, where you get it from, and that's where I. That's what I don't do. I don't get green ticks. Kempi, you're so hungry though. I've told Dad. And um, I said, Dad, the boys want want to meet you, and, and they want you to come on the show. And he says, I'm not coming on the show. And then my sister said, Mum, Mum said, Mum would want you to, <laughs> just to be that, just to wind him up and say. And then he was like, Beautiful, yeah, just. So he's going to come along. He's going to come along. Hopefully, with my one of my other fri- friends, Sam. He's a diehard Warriors fan, Kimpy, like through and yeah. through, old school. He's got the old school Call jerseys. Call of the year, Sam. Call of the year, Sam. He's here in Hawke's Bay. And I've told him to come down and have a wee chat to you, Kempi. And he was like, nah, He's nah, not going to nah. want he, he don't want to beat me up. Kempi will rip me apart. <laughs> I said, nah, mate, you're pretty fanatical. I think you'll go all right. So, he'll rip Kempi apart, mate. We'll try and, we'll try and wind, wind up a couple of, a couple of guests. Uh, Adam McLaughlin, he rang me yesterday. He's from the Hawks Bay. He's a real sports nufty. Loves it. Loves sport. And uh, he's going to come down and have a wee catch up. So, if you're listening in the Bay... Chemist Warehouse, Hastings, come and catch up with us. We'd love to um, have you on the show. And just really, three flat whites would be much appreciated. (laughs) 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 No, big week ahead, big week ahead. And on that, Kempe, I better tell you what's coming up on the show. We're going to talk Black Caps cricket. As the team went down yesterday to the West Indies but won the series 2-1, Glenn Phillips has been in devastating form in the middle order. Notching 746 runs since 2020 with an average of 39.26. And uh, we spoke to Glenn earlier on this morning. While you're all sleeping, we were here doing some couple of pre-records and we had a great chat with him uh, about the series and leading into the next three ODIs against the West Indies. T20 World Cup's coming up in October across the ditch in Australia. So Black Caps... Showing some fine form heading to the T20 World Cup. So we'll play that for you just after 7 o'clock. And then following that, the Bunnings NPC, we head to the mighty Hawks Bay. Just the place that keeps on giving. Hawks Bay, we're going to have a chat to first five fullback, Caleb Markinet. As Hawks Bay go 2-0 and to start the season. Just on the weekend, 32-30 over County's Monaco. They're up by 20-odd points going in the second half and then... Wavered, so we'll have a chat to him about that second half blues from the Magpies, and then well, we've got a special guest after eight o'clock. Kempi, a really, really special guest, Luke Graham, Mark Graham, Sharko's son, is going to pop into the studio, mm. mate. You want to tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, look, um, I got contacted yesterday. He's just about to launch a, a uh, I guess it's a movie you'd call it on his father, like so. Sons of um. A, a filmmaker, and he's made this movie called Sharko about his father, the life of his father as a as a footballer. Um, I hope I get this right, and as a father, his life on and off the field, basically. Mm. And yeah, um, we decided to get him into the show just to talk about that and, and let us know about it. But when when I was contacted, I said, "Mate, you know, what do you think? Would you like to get him on?" And all I could think about was Mark Graham. Is he? You know what I mean? I like we're not Mark Graham. To me, would be I don't know who your favourite All Black is, um, but he's like my favourite Kiwi ever, mm. and I just about had a chance to play with him 
got ruled out of the World Cup in 88 because of a shoulder injury in the trials. Um, but I played against them a couple of times when I first turned pro. Yeah. And man, what a beast, honestly. He got, he got our um, player of the century which is how good everyone everyone's rated him. But when you you know how you rate players is when you talk to talk to players that have either played with them or against them. Mm. And mate, he was arguably at the time on par with Wally Lewis, who was regarded a god in the Australian game back then um, for us here in, the, in our country. So, mate, it's gonna be great to get him on. Great to get him on. Ask him what his dad's up to these <laughs> days, and 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 take a couple of trips down memory lane. You know, just just talking to his son. You know, he's, obviously when I played against him, his son. Oh, he might have been born, but um, that was at the famous North Sydney Oval where Mark used to uh, basically own that park. I remember standing, I remember standing next to him in the tunnel. As you run out, you come up these steps and you stand at the top of the steps before you run out. And I'm looking over at him, and I was a kid, mate. When so he was sort of at the end of his career, and I was at the beginning. And I'm looking over him, I'm going, "Man, that's Mark Graham." <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually, I'm actually going out there with Mark Graham. I'm doing these ones in my head. I'm going. Man, I hope he doesn't run down my side. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but man. yeah, no, he's a legend, mate. Absolute legend. That, so that, looking forward to it. That's what I get a sense of, like just <clears throat> legendary status from Mark Graham. And I'm really looking forward to this film because if I'm going to be completely honest, I was so young and I can't really remember the, the great Mark Graham. But you talk to all the league pundits around, league players, former, still playing, and Mark Graham is always the first name that springs to mind. And so I'm, I'm, yeah, pretty excited to meet his son who is creating a film to shed some light on his career on and off the field. And it goes a bit deeper than that as well, Is it? I know you'll really like this. So it kind of delves into just reading the uh, reading a bit about it. It's delving into the kind of hyper-masculine league environment that Australia as a nation and it extends to New Zealand is brought up on. Mm. Um, you guys have both come from sporting families where you, you knew what it meant to, and you know you knew how much the community wanted you to get there. But the amount of pressure we put on young men in particular to become big macho All Blacks, or big macho Kiwis, and what that does to communities and then a, the identity of a nation, they're going to look into that. And then when they launch it, after the cinema release, they're going to be running a strategic mental health impact initiative in partnership with both Movember and Capricorn Film Festival. So awesome. all around building awareness around men's mental health and well-being. So they're going to go. They're going to do um, essentially a pretty much a tour, which comes to New Zealand as well as Sydney, Queensland, or Greater Queensland, uh, screening of the doco, and then roundtable discussion about Hawara and mental well-being and. I just think that Kempe in particular is really cool. Oh, look at the timing too. You know, with what's happened mm. in Australia, and you know, I, I don't tell too many, but I lost two fung-eyed brothers to suicide um, in Sydney. Uh, they grew up with me. They were, one was like my older brother, and one was the same age as me. We, they grew up with me, my dad's sisters' sons, um, and that that type of it sort of really hits home. You know, when you when you when it when that happens and their black dog and 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 suicide happens in front of you and it brings back and it dredges up all these um, these memories of, of of past when you when you see someone trying their hardest to make this awareness so so men can actually talk about these things, I think is really important. I mm. think the big I think the biggest challenge to a man is actually saying, Hey man, I've lost, you know, two of my brothers to suicide. Um they find, you know, I've had, and I've been on both sides of the coin where people, you know, and in, in my family said, "What did you say that for?" 
And I'm like, hey, man, I'll say what I want, you know, and if I want to talk about it and get it out there so I'm making it aware that it's okay to go and talk to someone because one of the things that I've always held sort of deep inside me is that, you know, at the time while I was talking to my two brothers, I never I never talked to them enough about it. Mm. And this type of stuff that, that Luke's doing is really cool that he's going to go back at the back of it and then go, right, hey, guys, now it's time to talk. Let's let's talk and work through this. And you're right, Louis. Sports people, for the for all of their their nuances, when the chips are down, man, they they feel really isolated. Izzy, you would have been there. I've been there, mate. You know, like I was thinking about the Ian Foster thing this week about the coaching. Mm. Like, mate, I used to just want to t- have someone just phone me up and talk to me when I was going through that really bad period. Of, of not knowing whether I had or not I had my coaching job. You just thought, mm. you know, the, the blinkers were up, the conspiracy theories were out, and I just wanted to have a mate to talk to me. And I got a couple of really good mates, you know, Al Sharrick, Bruce Sharrick, that would just continually say, hey, man, you know, at the end of the day, it's a, it's just a game. We'll be fine. Get through it. Continue down your journey, um, et cetera, et cetera. That's what's missing, I think, and what Luke is trying to do. I took my hat to him. That's, uh, you know, it's going to be – I'll tell, tell you what, Izzy, when you see the, the movie – yeah. Um, that he's made, you'll see some skill, mate, from his mm. old man. Because no. he'll have all the old footage, you know. So if you didn't know what he was like, I'm pretty sure Luke's got all that cut up ready to show people what his dad could do. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that, Kemp. Yeah, I just want to say thank you for sharing that and being so honest about it, mate. It would have been a difficult time. And, yeah, if you're out there and, and you are struggling and, you know, you, you feel alone, please reach out. There are so many uh, places and avenues out there that, that will, you know, be available to you and even just ask give us a call 0800 150811 we won't put you on here but give us a call and have a wee chat because you're never alone you're never alone yep and 0800 543 is lifeline Aotearoa 0800 543 is lifeline Aotearoa do reach out um, there are lots of resources including us we can be a resource too hey um, boys it has got me thinking and that's a, it's a really nice sentiment but what I what it got me thinking about, and I want to roll it into this. Can't wait question of the day. Oh! I tell you what I did not expect to find out yesterday. I did not expect to find out that Mark Graham, one of the greatest league players of all time, was about to have a documentary made about him. Mm. And it makes you think, geez, anybody could have a movie or a documentary made about them. My can't wait question of the day is, which sports storyline, player, athlete, team, generation, dynasty, league, do you want to see a sports documentary made about? We've ESPN 30 for 30s with so many mm. good ones. With so many that's already been made. The Last Dance recently. There's already so many out there. But what's a sports story, athlete, identity that you want to have a feature-length film made about? Kiwi or anyone? Anyone. Mm. Anyone. I mean, me, it's obvious. The Crusaders dynasty. <laughs> like, I, I'd love to see the cameras follow them. Some people, I saw some people saying they wished that Netflix had a camera crew following the All Blacks in New Zealand rugby at the moment. Imagine <laughs> imagine that. The Australian cricket team has had one. We've had Drive to Survive. What is it? What is the All Blacks sp- have had one. Yeah, they had the Amazon, Amazon one Amazon, during yeah. the Lions series. Or nothing, yeah. Yeah, that, and that was great. That was good. Because you notice when the cameras are on the coaches because they'll just be start doing all this. I'm like, hey, you've never done that in three years and now you're doing this. <laughs> Even like the nutritionists will start piping up like, hey, 
You've never spoken to us on the field. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite funny, actually, from the other side of it. But what is it? 0800 What do you want a sports doco made about that hasn't been made? Kempi and Izzy, their answers after this. Here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day, 21 minutes past six. Bundles of Joy Sale and find 25% off the B-Box range. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. 26 minutes past 6 o'clock. Can't wait question of the day. Mark Graham, one of the goats of rugby league, is getting a documentary about him and his life on and off the field. Who do you want a documentary or a docuseries about or a movie? What team? Kempi, you had to think about this? Who you got? Yeah, yeah, look, I have. And mine's pretty left field here, but I've always said about my mates, you know, I've got um, 15 really, really good mates uh, and we've been hanging out. <laughs> as soon as we were, we were able to, to go to... Um, bars as teenagers, um, I reckon we should have started capturing movies. So I, if I was ever going to do a movie, it wouldn't. It'd be about me and my mates, and I think it'd be great, a great movie, because um, of all the stuff that we we'd done over the years. So yeah, legendary. There's some some good blokes in there. Like I said, Alan Bruce and Doc and and Johnny and Trooney and oh, there's a ton ton of characters. Um, but I think mate, that'd be like. Golden Globes, that that type of stuff, but but different. But coming from left field, <laughs> I like that, Kempi. Get a little delve into <laughs> what you Nori Taranaki Waitara yeah, lads get up to in your spare time. You know, I don't know. Well, it'd be PG surely, eh? You wouldn't have to watch that one, Kempi. Oh yeah, no, no. We'll keep it. We'll, <laughs> it might be have an R in it somewhere. I just don't know how. <laughs> How far up the ladder you'd have to go. <laughs> nice, mate. Love that. Love that. We've got a few messages on the uh, Temper Bed Post text machine, double eight double three. Tiger Woods. Yes, that will be a fascinating watch. I've watched a few of his documentaries. And, Louis, you said there was one that potentially was going to come out, but just didn't quite. It ca- one recently came out, and it was built up, and I never even got to it because the reviews were quite mm. poor on the other side of it. I didn't even scratch the surface. Like, let's If you're going to do a Tiger Woods, anyone that's had controversy, if you're going to do it, you have to do it. You can't tiptoe, and you can't have the guy's permission pretty much. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, like that's like, especially because there's, there's too much at stake. James says the Mamba, yeah. KB, yeah, Kobe Bryant. The Mamba, Mamba mentality, yeah. He's my favourite basketball of all time. Mamba, rest in peace. For me, have to be, um, i love to get an inkling and a real insight to Rob Gronkowski. Huh. <laughs> the Gronk, the tight end, you know, played for, um, uh, you know, the Patriots. Patriots, sorry. It was Tom Brady and that kind of partnership. And then things just went a little bit sour there with you know, Bill Belichick and Tom left and, um, Gronk went and retired, but then Tom went to the Buccaneers and got him out of retirement. He's come back, won another Super Bowl. So just love to get a, a real insight. Love him. Party boy hard, has fun. But when he's on that on that pitch, mate, he is devastating. He is Brady's go-to. And that's why Brady's continued trying to keep him to stay on there because he's obviously his, his hit man. So I'd love to see Rob Gronkowski. I love it. Outside the box. Uh, Ken outside the phone line. Joe, who do you want to have a document made about? Documentary. No, mate, mate, I think we need to uh, have the Phoenix Rising for the Warriors for next season as a rebirth, <laughs> mate. We, we start that doco now. We shoot the shit out of the uh, preseason, all right? And then by this time next year when we're playing finals, 
listen, that'll be outstanding. The second one we'd love to shoot is Chris Gale. Now, Chris oh. Gale, yeah, baby, baby, come on, baby, come on, baby, <laughs> hey, come on, baby, yeah, let, let's get let's get a bit of Chris Gale action going because that man is at Carnival. He's got a club over in uh, in the West Indies. Smoky mirrors. He's, he's given he, mate that boy <laughs> that boy linked up with uh, linked up with Kempi's fifteen. Hey, 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 hey! Could be uh, some old school green coming out there, Kempi. Uh, oh, what a laugh that would be, mate! Chris Gale, what a legend. The universe boss. 29 away from seven. Who do you want? Oh, here's a great one. The life and times of Stu Wilson. Now, there's so many people like that that are Kiwi identities that we're probably not thinking of that would have a hell of a documentary made about them. And that's why I think it's so cool that uh, Luke Graham's doing this for his old man, Mark, because he's not someone I would have put in my top 10 documentaries I need to be made, but can tell you what. I'll be watching it. We'll get to f- some more of your suggestions after this. Here is Aroha with the news for Kempi's Kubota. Together we're shaping and building <laughs> New Zealand. SENZ, we are 26 and a half away from 7 o'clock. After 7 o'clock, it's Glenn Phillips out of the Black Caps camp, and they're going real good over there in the Caribbean. Later in the show, Luke Graham, son of Mark Graham, who's a filmmaker making a film about his old man, and I think this is a brilliant idea. We're talking about who you would want or what you would want a sports documentary made about if you could commission anything right now. Mordena Brothers, Vern Wilson, Otara Scorpions. If you put this in a documentary, his story is awesome. That's from Ed in Tolaga Bay. Is Ed still in Tolaga Bay? I'm not too sure, Kimpi. What about the Otara Scorpions, mate? You reckon that'd be a good doctor? Oh, yeah, mate. Oh, all the Monaco magpies. You know, there's a a ton of them around, not just... um, Tamaki in Auckland, but also all over the Mutu, you know, down in the Hawke's Bay. Um, you know, like, you know, you've got two, you've got Kevin Tarmody lives in Hawke's Bay, now runs on, runs um, a radio show on a Saturday, a sports show on a Saturday on a Māori station down there. Hey, well, hold thought? on. Should, should we be getting Kevin Tarmody on the show on Friday morning? Well, I'll, I'll give him a call. I, I was going to give him a call and say, come on. Um, so, yeah, he he probably can't sleep like me. He'd be up at that early in the morning anyway, probably looking <laughs> for something to do. So um, <laughs> you just got to be prepared for that type of conversation with him, you know. So, um, yeah, no, look, any any of those, like Ruben Wiki comes out of Otara Scorpions, you know what I mean? Um, but if you look, one of the ones like, and they'll do this on the Sharko movie, is that Otahu have had the most Kiwi captains out of any club in New Zealand, I think it is. You know, you've, in that club, you've got Richie Barnett, Ruben Wiki, Mark Graham, Hugh McGahn, uh, Tawara Nico, just to name wow. five wow. of them. Mm. You know, so, um, and all legends of the game. So you, you, you'll see that type of stuff on this. I'm pretty sure you'll see that type of stuff on this movie. Hey, Izzy, I was having a think about it and obviously being a, a racing fan and it feels like a million years ago, but Winks won four Cox plates in a row, which mm. is actually insanity if you think about it. Yeah, the field started dropping away towards the last two because they were scared to take her on. 
and it got me thinking about how good a little Chris Waller, Huey Bowman, Winks little documentary, and, and we've had ones about Farlap, uh, Kiwi. There's a great one about Kiwi, the 1983 Melbourne Cup, um, from the Naki, from Waverley, the Luptons there, Kempi. So that's a great one, but Winks would be good. Ooh. And then it triggered me, loveracing.nz, you're home for everything thoroughbred racing. You ready to you ready to get fired up? You ready to you ready to lose it? Yes, I've been losing it all year. Because you know you know what's happening this weekend. What's happening, my friend? It's the Group One, formerly Warwick Stakes, now called Winx Stakes at Randwick. Yeah, you're looking at me like, is it? Hey, you want to hear some of these horses? And you want, you want some early odds? Talk to me, mate. You know what the Let's bookies go. have got these horses priced at? Go on then. Starting favourite this weekend in the Wink Stakes might be the horse of the spring, might be the best horse you see race this spring, Animo. Animo. Animo is back at the races for James Cummins and Godolphin. Forbidden Love, yep. only won two or three group ones in the last season. She's a very... She won a few. She, yeah, she won the big race I was at last year when the tissue didn't jump. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Moanga. Moanga. Moanga's back at the races for Annabelle Nisham. Um, Going to have a massive... Look, actually ran a real good race in the Cox Plate. Juas. Ooh, Juas. Remember when we had yeah. a fill-up on Juas at, mm. out yep. there? Um, for, I wish he had Edward Cummings on the show, and he was, he was a great dude. Fangirl. The wee fillies back for a four-year-old campaign. Hanged, hinged as two. Profondo, uh, trained by Richard Litt. Litt. Get Litt. Um, the Deeks Kiwi. Cascadian, halal. Mate, the Wink stakes this weekend at Randwick. This is actually the start of So here's the one question, race. Louis. Horses. Classy horses. But obviously the... Targets. Target racing. Group one. Probably, is this... Part of their target racing, what I've got a sense of is, you know, like you're building towards something, and this is the, obviously the big horses' first hit out, isn't it? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. are they going to come out ready to hit the ground running, or are they just going to go out for a trot and build some fitness? So, like, well, here's the question. So, we, yeah, where are we leading to? Like last week in the PB Lawrence Stakes, Mr. Brightside, if cl- some of these horses and like Imperatries up at Ruakaka. <laughs> Class can take them a mile. So, yes, and this is the calculation you need to run yourself into. Yeah, Animo is fresh up. He's trialled like a bull last week, though. But is that enough? Is his class and his natural ability enough, not fully wound up, to get him over the line knowing that they want him to win Cox Plate? But it is still a group one. Hard race. What a hard race to pick a horse out of. Well, yeah. we'll, we'll get the full form when we see the uh, final nominations come out. Yeah. <laughs> Trifecta. You're like a walking Tilly ad at the moment. <laughs> Honestly, this is going to be a great race. And a horse like, see, these horses like Juas and Fangirl, Hinge, Profondo, that are going to be wanting further distance throughout spring, you wouldn't be going near them because it'll be too sharp for them because this is only over 1,400 metres. But a horse like Animo, who's just got freakish natural ability. What, what do you think odds-wise? you reckon just predicting? Um, anywhere between 250 and 3 bucks, probably. Mm. So fair. I was thinking three to four dollars. Yep, mm. that's about right. Well, punt man, Kent. Well, that's if you're getting three fifty, mate. We'll be we'll be climbing. Come on, we'll be on <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, so that's over we'll in Australia. At back here, Cambridge tomorrow at the synth. 
Um, trialling today, Avondale, Ashburton, Cashburton, and then Oamaru on Friday, and Ruakaka, and then New, New Plymouth back down to the Naki this weekend. And then we're only one week out from the Foxbridge Plate where we see all our nice ones Quick, go around. Quickly, Louis, just before we get off, Moonga. Mm. Obviously, great horse. Mm. They won some big races. Group one winner, yeah. Group one winner. Um, can can it get better? Yeah, 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 yeah. We can. Mm. He's still a stallion, like he's a stallion, right? So he's going to go off to stud. Yeah, they want to get another group one for him. I think he's still got more to give. I actually think his last prep just got a little bit choppy. Yeah, like just probably didn't push on like I expected last in the last prep uh, last season. But, so this season, you expecting big things? Well, you'll know pretty quick, I mm. think. Okay, but I am personally, I am nineteen away from seven this morning. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. We've only got a couple more weeks for it. 0800-150-811. Take on the Quizmaster. Thanks to Willamette Travel. Someone's going to the Gold Coast 500. We want it to be you. Come on. Take on the Quizmaster. He's in the studio today, and this quiz is a piece of piss. <laughs> the voice. Questions on your radio, giving you the chance to head to the Gold Coast. Five questions for the win. Supercars on the line. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Your mind. It's Quizzy Dag, give it a go. It's Quizzy Dag, now don't you choke. It's Quizzy Dag, who knows the most. It's Quizzy Dag, we're going to the go-go. All right, let's rip straight in. And just quickly, any back chat, any answering back or anything, you're off. You're out of here. See you later. Okay, so Mark from Tauranga. Zip it. <laughs> Morning, Marky. How are you, boys? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Great I'm to good. be up here in the studio. <laughs> and uh... I you were a one-take man. <laughs> <laughs> Oi, I told you. Zip it. <laughs> zip it, oh, sorry, zip mate. it. Sorry. Oh, lucky. Sure. I was nearly going to jump through that window and give Joe a little pat on the back. Here we go. Let's <laughs> run straight into it. Question number one. Thomas Tomas Tuchel and Antonio Conte had a handshake go wrong yesterday. Which EPL team does Conte manage? Uh, it's either Chelsea or Spurs. I'm going to go Spurs. Tottenham Hot Spurs. And Louis giggling at me. Did you not like my little... <laughs> oh, I can't get oh, it. No, no, no. It's just you <laughs> climbing through the window and giving Joe a pat on the back. <laughs> All right. Oh. I wouldn't do that. I love Joe. Here we go. Question number two. Who has signed on as the new head, new coach of the Bulldogs? Uh, five years. Oh, I missed that. Um, any clues, Kimpy? Uh, yep. We've got the same first name as the Warriors CEO. 
yep, and it's not going to help me, so I'm just going to leave it there and see you guys tomorrow. <laughs> Cheers, Marky. I, I thought you were one take, eh? Anyway. <laughs> Have a good day, mate. Have a good day. Jade from Hamilton. Morning, Jade. Morning. Morning, brother. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Who has signed on as new coach of the Bulldogs? I reckon Cameron Serrato could have eight breakfasts as well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jade. Jade. That's pretty good from you. <laughs> Stop this. Oof. Here we go. Well done. Question number three. All whites, Marco Ross helped his new team, Kola Kola, to win on debut over the weekend. Which nation does Kola Kola play in? Oh, Cameroon. <laughs> Cameroon. You had the first... Let her Too much back chat, but Jade. No, Focus on the answers Jade, next time, mate. Jade, get out of here. <laughs> Have a good day, mate. We're going to go to Lammy and Palmy North. Good morning, boys. How's it going? Good, thanks, Lammy. All right, <laughs> Marco Ross helped his new team, Colo Colo, to win a on debut of the weekend. Which nation does Colo Colo play in? Um, can I have a clue, please? Ooh, very hot to eat. Oh, jeez. Oh, Chili? <laughs> <laughs> Chili is correct. <laughs> Question number four. How, that was a good clue, eh? Nice, Kevin. <laughs> How many wins did the Black Caps manage in a row before yesterday's loss? Oh, sure. Um, four, three, two, eight. Eh? No. Sorry, Lemmy. Unlucky. It's not five. Have a good day, mate. Brenton from Auckland. What's up, brother? How are you? Oh, not too bad. Here we go, brother. Good luck. How many wins did the Black Cats manage in a row before yesterday's loss? Is it 2020s you're talking about, mate? Or yeah, just... yeah, T20s. Uh, can I have a clue, mate? I don't actually know. Unlucky. It's a good clue. Unlucky, unlucky. Unlucky number. Yeah, I'm trying to think of an unlucky. 17? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not 17. Close. It's not 17. Have a good day, Brenton. Appreciate it. Yeah, brother. Yeah, my brother. Brett from Huntley. Morena, Brett. <laughs> Morena, Morena, Morena. Uh, unlucky for some. Uh, Correct. Halsey, bro. You know Halsey. <laughs> unlucky 13 is the answer. Well done, Brett. We're going to go question number five. Good luck. Jonah and Brian Habana shared the record for the most tries in Rugby World Cup history with 15. Who sits behind them with 14? Five. Uh, four. Three. Tony Underwood. Not Tony Ooh. Underwood. Sorry, Brett, mate. Appreciate the call as always. Chat to you tomorrow. Anton from Auckland. Morning, Anton. Morena, brothers. Morena. Jonah and Brian Habana. 15 tries. Most tries of Rugby World Cup history. Who sits behind them with 14? Uh, Drew Mitchell. No. Oh. Oh. Did you know that? 
Uh, I might have known that once upon a time. <laughs> hey, look, for your, um, you would have passed all of those fast typing tests in high school, and so for that, you can have yourself a little $50 TAB bonus beer. And uh, well done. Go have another breakfast, bud. Yeah, go have one. <laughs> go have, you can have your eighth breakfast of the day. Wowee, there you go. Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. We are seven minutes away from seven. Back after this with a couple more of your texts to wrap up the hour. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Coming up to 7am this morning, Morena Brothers, a suggestion for a chat down in Hawke's Bay. Heather and Wayne Skipworth, the founders of Iron, Ma- Iron Mouldy Movement, an awesome chat about their co-papa. Fair shout. My mum, she um, competed in it. She tried her hardest to get me to do um, a cup, one of the legs, I think, the bike or something like that, um, when my knee was quite bad. But, mate, honestly, they're doing good things. It's obviously a big event down there, but it's more about, like, you know, just looking after well-being and getting Māori people out and being active and, you know, looking after their bodies and, and you know, their health. Health And yeah. Heather and, and Wayne Skipworth, legends of Round Hawke's Bay, they're just yeah, a real big movement that's got a big following. Well, maybe that, that synergy fits in nicely with what Chemist Warehouse are trying to do for the community as well. So uh, maybe we, we'll, we'll follow that up. Brett, thanks for your text. And, and Joe... Well, that's, ke- yeah. Kempe says, boys would love to see a season following Chris Waller of the Tangerine Army behind the scenes with a big race day, picking the next generations of horses at Karaka Sales to Karaka Millions race day. Be awesome. What about a documentary following the great Sheikh Sharok at the races? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll tell you what. Just, yeah. to, just to follow him anyway for a week, you will, honestly... He'll be part be of the 15, wouldn't he, Oh, mate. He's Skipper. Le- he's Skipper. <laughs> he's the leader. You yeah. can't get in the 15 unless you go past Al Sheikh Sharon. Oh, I've actually missed Al's horses. When is he coming back, Kempe? We'll get that after the, this the week, news. Kempe. We'll get that after the news, Kempe. But coming up, we're going to talk to Glenn Phillips. We spoke to him earlier. We'll play that for you after seven. I'm going to go get a McCafe coffee about now. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. The Chemist Warehouse Bundles of Joy sale on now, but hurry, sale ends Sunday. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Sixteenth of August is here, Kempe for breakfast on SCNZ. Just past seven o'clock. Hope you're having a good morning. You're up and about. Some of you would have been up, um, down to the gym, working hard, or some of you just be sipping on your coffee on the way to work. Whatever you're doing, stay tuned. Big couple of hours coming up. We're going to talk to Caleb Mark in here shortly, and it's only fitting, really. We're heading to the Hawks Bay 
this Friday. And Mudgee sent a message before asking me if he wants to play golf on the Friday. He's good friends with Smithy. Uh, Mudgee, I'm playing golf Friday, 11.47 tee off. I'm playing with a couple of mates down, uh, down there in the bay and uh, going to go there and play the mighty Bridge Par, one of the great golf courses. If you've never played Bridge Par in Hastings, go play it. It's a beautiful public course. You know, it doesn't sting you, and uh, in the pocket I'm meaning. It stings you on course, I tell you. It's very difficult. But uh, looking forward to that and getting back to the bay. See my beautiful family, my sister, my sisters, I must say, and uh, my dad and grandma. So looking forward to it. So, Mudgee, already playing. I'll see you there in the 19th because that's, well, the favourite hole of the whole entire golf course, the 19th. The lads are actually leaving early. I was waiting. I was trying to hope that we're going to connect and have mm. a long lunch at, the boat at Craggy Range. Oh, uh, courtesy of uh, Craigie Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> that too, yeah, too. But no, not meant to be. You boys got to get home. You got things to do over the weekend, and you've got a, a big show on the weekend. You need to prepare for because it's a big weekend of racing. Group ones, Warwick Stakes, Wink Stakes. There you go. Ooh. There you go. Um, how's your toast there, Kimpy? What, my eighth breakfast? Yeah, nice things. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Joe, Joe, you wait till I get back tomorrow, Joe. All, all, all we'll say is, if you're not playing Quizzy Dag at 6.45 every morning with Willamette Travel, getting yourself in the draw to go to the Gold Coast, then you're missing out on some very, very good content. <laughs> that was that was fantastic. Yeah, no, no, nice, nice. Actually, I just dropped my toast in my tea. They call it tea mitrohi. That's what my mum calls it. I still do it, mate. <laughs> Dunk it in the tea, and I dropped it. And I was like, oh damn, had to dig it out. You'd be a bread pudding. You'd be a bread pudding man, Kimpy. Oh, yeah, mate, I'm a pudding anything. <laughs> I'm the same, bro. Honestly, there was this bread pudding in Fiji, and I was like, wow, that just looks so good. But I can't get away, Dag. Go sit down and have your second helping. <laughs> well, fair enough. When you're at those buffets, the psychological warfare they play at you because mm. they just are so big and long, and you just go, oh, I'll just have a little bit of everything. But by the time you have a little bit of everything, your plate is like overflowing. It's like the carvery lunches. Mate, who, like, a roti bread, rice with curry chicken available for breakfast, Everything yeah. over there, mate. Like honestly, it was like. When were you cracking your first beer on average? Uh ten straight after breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Watch breakfast. <laughs> honestly, ten a.m., mate. Oh. Best thing. Chuck the kids in kids club. See you later. Get out of here and just go sit by the pool and oh. relax. But um, it's good to be back, lads. Obviously, we got big show. We're going to talk to Luke Graham, who is Mark Graham's son, the legend. He's doing a documentary. He's actually coming into the studio after 8 o'clock, so stay tuned. But before then, Louis? Well, before then, uh, we're going to talk some cricket because on Thursday, ODI Cricket resumes here on SENZ. We've got live ball-by-ball coverage of that ODI game, Black Caps versus the West Indies. The Black Caps bouncing off a, a nice series win. So before then, why don't we get in with a bit of Glenn Phillips? SENZ. The Black Caps have put an important feather in their cap on the road to the T20 World Cup with a 2-1 series win over the West Indies away from home. Maybe more importantly though, for the first time in a long time, the white ball side got to play with their strongest outfit 
for the full series. Part of that group is Glenn Phillips. He was named man of the series, and it's not hard to see why. Scoring 350s in his last seven T20 innings, most recently on Saturday when he made 76 of 41 balls. Glenn is with us this morning. G'day, GP, mate. Uh, Caribbean, it's your happy hunting ground, mate. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, I absolutely love being out here. It's uh, really nice to tour with the boys for once as well. So it's a new experience to be around with the Black Cat squad out here, but it's uh, brilliant nonetheless. Matt, is, is it obviously you enjoy playing there because you've, you've spent a bit of time with, with the Caribbean uh, Premier League. So what is it about the Caribbean that you really enjoy? Does it come off the bat, uh, you know, a lot better and are you able to get your eye on it? Do you, does the pitches suit you? I feel like the pitches definitely suit me. Um, over the years, um, I think I've had to adapt my game a little bit to, to try and perform as the overseas pro here. So I guess having some success and that sort of thing over the years gives you a little bit of confidence coming into a series like this. But then also just trying to stick to my process and keeping it as simple as possible is, is pretty much key to it all. So, Glenn, the, look, you mentioned that you haven't necessarily toured with the Black Caps a hell of a lot over here, and it's been a while between drinks for New Zealand cricket in the Caribbean. What do you think the, the whole T20 squad got out of that series? Obviously, uh, great to get the win, but building towards the T20 World Cup, have you done a bit of a re- review and reflected? Um, we haven't reflected too much just yet because obviously we're jumping into the one-day series at the moment, um, so we'll probably have a bit more of an in-depth reflection at the end of the the whole um, tour but I think from a basic point of view um, all of our guys really had had some good time out in the middle um, we got to play in different conditions obviously and then leading into the World Cup I feel like um, the way the spin will play in Aussie might be very similar um, or the way that the ball will hold with the new ball um, it might be similar as well so um, I think we definitely took some good learnings out of it going into this World Cup Mate against the West Indies obviously started the series with the with 2-0 lead you're heading into the last game. You probably fell short by 40 runs. Was that a, a case for concerns? Or are you, you know, pretty reasonable throughout the whole series turned out? Um, I don't necessarily think it was probably about 40 runs. I think 160 probably would have been a little bit of a tough total to chase. Um, just with, with the way the new ball was reacting and the spinners and obviously having Lockie and Timmy there as well, was um, it would make it tough chase if it would have been 160 we just didn't manage to put the icing on the cake which we normally do so it's definitely not something that we overthink um you know t20 cricket is, is so changing and so fast that one day you can have a little bit of a rough one and the next day you can go out there and score 240 you know so um it, it's not really one that we're overthinking too much when, when you look at this, uh, well, look, from our perspective, when you look at this Black Caps lineup that we get to see and on this tour in particular, it, the balance looks really good. Like it looks like any kind of all-star um, T20 side you'd put together. How does it feel, especially being in the middle order? I'm sure you kind of get quite a good feel of it with the guys above you and then knowing what firepower you have underneath you. So how do you explain that balance? Um, I think um, being able to add um, Michael Bracewell to the to the mix to come in at seven has definitely helped, um, especially from a from a firepower perspective. Um, you know, obviously the way that we went about our World Cup with Daryl opening and um, and Devon at four, it just meant that me and Nish and, and Satner were our only death hitters. And if we bring uh, Michael Bracewell into the mix as well, it just extends that lineup a little bit. And um, with Devon up front, it, it adds a lot of um, clarity. 
um, both with him and Kane working together. And, and we have the option to, to float guys depending on the lineup of the opposition that we're facing. So um, we've all got experience in different positions and, and we're more than happy to float and do whatever the team needs at any given point in time. And I think that's what makes the combination just work so well. Mate, before I touch on uh, your, your scoring run, Stravaganza, mate. 746 runs since 2020 with an average of 39. You are flying in the middle order, leading the way in all T20 teams. Did you know that stat? No, I didn't know that at all. <laughs> mate, you're the leading run scorer in the middle order from four to seven, and uh, you're doing a fantastic job, mate. But just on Kane Williamson, obviously been away with a few niggles and a few injuries, but he's back in the environment, mate. What what has he added? Has, has, has the boys enjoying having him back? Yeah, obviously he's an incredible leader, and the boys have um, been around him for so long. We all know how he works, and um, his communication skills with the team are, are absolutely brilliant. And obviously the way... He brings a lot of calmness with the bat to be able to play those, um, I guess, more tricky situations as well as um, being able to to innovate and show some power at the end, like the way he did at the World Cup final. You know, he, he adds a, a massive element of confidence to the guys knowing that he's in there, and especially for someone like myself or, or Daryl coming in behind him, it, it's really nice to you know have Kane in front doing his thing and and allowing us to do our job as best we can afterwards too. Mate, there was a video on social media of him doing a reverse sweep and pretty much being a showboat, you know, just showing his class out there. Can he bat like that? Are we going to see a reverse sweep from Kane Williams every now and then? Or is he just going to be seen? Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure we will. He, he's very innovative and, and uh, tries to move the field around to his heart's content. And he's just got that much skill and that much experience that... Um, and, and the confidence to do it as well. So hopefully we see one sooner or later. Yeah, that's good. Just not in, not in test match cricket, eh? Oh, actually, I, I don't care. Joe Root seems to love it these days as well, so I don't know what's happening to your um, beautiful game. Don't bring up the English, Louis. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry. That's an offline chat. Hey, um, GP, fielding. Look, I know it's a huge. it's been a huge weapon of your game for a long time, but are you still seeing um, the benefits of having gun fielders and T20 sides every single season because the game's obviously going to a new level every year is that something that's a real focus for the black caps at the moment yeah i think it's been a focus for us um for years actually trying to be the best fielding units um in any given competition at any time so um it's it's very much about a presence and a team first mentality because it's the one place on the field that everyone can give no matter what regardless of whether your number one skill has succeeded or failed so um, and with the fielders that we've got on our side, we, we can put teams under pressure massively just through um, our tight fielding. And we've got a lot of pace around as well, so that helps, especially from the boundary side of things in T20s, trying to restrict twos. But um, and, and our catching as well is, is pretty up there. So um, it's, it also gives the bowlers a lot of confidence knowing that if balls are getting hit out, the fielders are going to do the job for them. Yeah, well, there's nothing worse than a Tim Southey death stare, so that's a good thing that you guys are t- taking your catches. Just on this ODI yeah. series, you, you're bowling, so there's three ODIs in what? It's like five days, I think. So a um, bit, yeah. bit of a war of attrition. How's kind of everybody's rigs feeling? Are, are the lads kind of buoyant? Are you ready to rip in? And you think that this should be, be able to make a real good fist of this ODI series? Yeah, I think it's going to be a really good ODI series. Um, obviously, being in Barbados, the boys' spirits are nice and high, you know, being in a really lovely place. Um, and then I think we've been resting guys um, on and off to, to be able to cope with the, 
um, rigors of how much cricket that we've been playing. So I think everyone's uh, everyone's bodies are in good shape. I'm feeling good. Everybody else is feeling good. So hopefully that stays for the next three games and we all come home in Drew Free. All right, Glenn, we're going to let you go. But before we let you go, mate, where's the bench press at? <laughs> you don't want me to answer that one. Oh, <laughs> flex, flex it. Come on. The last time I tested was in India, and that was 145. Ooh, big boy. My record's 150. Come see me, brother. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> good, mate. All hey, right. appreciate it, Glenn Phillips. You're, you've played outstanding, mate. Cheers, Keep up mate. the great form and, and go well for the next three ODIs. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Cheers. S-E-N-Z. Big boy, is he? <laughs> I was only having a laugh, mate. You know, just try and have last laugh back in the day. But 150. 150's my good, best year. Good lift. Good lift. That's but I was all chest, like no legs, nothing. That's all I could do. Horrible in the gym. But I used to, yeah. When I, when you, when, you know, when I had a lot of leg injuries, calves, you just do hot upper body weights, go hundy. That's my best. Um, oh, yes. Beach weights, mate. Get the old 20s out and just do some curls. <laughs> <laughs> Just beach weights. Un- unrelatable. Unrelatable, mate. Nah, nah, nah. He's, he's strong. I heard that from um, actually Baz just talking about him, the work he does, press-up. Remember he's doing 800 press-ups yeah, in his man. hotel every day when he was in India? He's a rig. Absolute rig. He's a he's so good in the field. Um, and I, that's why I asked that question. And, he, and he's right. They've always, the Black Caps have really had a massive onus on fielding over the last few while, Kempe. But in particular, the margins are becoming so small in 2020 cricket. So small. And, like, the batsmen are getting better at running between the wickets. So everything's evolving together. And the out, the, the work in the outfield is now as critical mm. as pretty much bowling or batting, yeah. is he? Well, you just look at the yesterday. They were probably, like, he spoke about 20, 20 runs short. I thought it'd be, you know, around 40. They were averaging about 180 for the first two OD, um, T20s. So I thought, you know. But that just shows, like, every run counts. Is every run is important. And, you know, when Baz is on here... You get a real inkling of where the team's at by chasing it down to the boundary. And if it goes for four, that's okay, but as long as you chase hard. And you're there right. You've got to salvage each run because players in this day and age, with the technology, the bats are available. You know, they can chip it for six. So this, the run scoring is a lot easier than it used to be. So you've just got to work extremely hard in the field to, to salvage all those runs. So, yeah, heading to T20 in October. The stars are aligning, and I'm yeah got a quite little confidence about the squad that they've got at the moment and what we're seeing. It looks really, really good. So mm. ODI Cricket here on ECNZ Thursday morning. We'll still be having our podcast channel lit up with good content throughout the morning, so you don't have to miss out on other sport. Kempi, there's a text here from Jared for you around Kalen Ponga. He's essentially saying... Mm. Um, we all know that there's an undercurrent of recreational drug use in the NRL. Look, we, we remember the Brandon yep. Smith and Cameron Munster incident. You can't, no way to prove what that white substance was. Um, he's saying, give me a break. This, there's no way Kurt Mann was rubbing his back and holding his hair while he vomited. What do you think about, no. what do you think about this whole situation, Kempe? Not a great look as a Newcastle old boy? Well, not a great look too because he's a skipper and he's sitting on the sidelines with concussion. Um, and I don't, yeah, look, I, I totally agree with the, the text of there that, you know, you, you can't candy coat that sort of stuff. You've got to come out and front foot it and deal mm. with it um, and get it out in the open so that, you know, we can move forward. But uh, I, listened, I listened to the comments last night that were made, I think, by his dad saying that, you know, he, he had just purchased a house, probably another multi million dollar home on his salary. 
um, and he was celebrating and had a fair, fair too much to drink and Kurt was in there rubbing him, rubbing his back. Um, please, okay, that's <laughs> you know. <coughs> Yeah, I'm like like Smithy says. I'm just having a look. Is there some pigs flying out the back? <laughs> no, I can't see any. <laughs> you can understand why the father's done that, though. He's trying to protect his son and and do it. Oh, so yeah, yeah, that's, and that's yeah fair but it, yeah. it's just come along. It's just come off weird because everyone in there, right frame mind knows what was happening. Like Caitlin walked down that video, and, and the 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 first thing I want to get, you know, I want to say is like the cameras out there now. Like you just can't even go. For a poo without someone videoing you, like that's the current situation we live in, mate. He's gone in there, and someone's just seen it for like twenty seconds. I've got the camera out, recorded the whole entire thing, and just pretty much probably mm. ruined or put a dampener on his career. Like, what would this do for his career, Kalen Ponga? If it eventuates, look, they haven't got any circumstantial evidence of him actually doing it. Mm. I don't know if he got searched afterwards or anything like that. But it's just here, he says, she says kind of situation at the moment. But what would this do for his career, um, Kempi, and this, his kind of brand? Callum Ponga is probably the biggest face in the NRL. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't know whether they, they did it, you know, because you, you test it all the time, so whether they did a test on him, they went for that to come back. It's a sackable um, mm. offence, you know, like it's something really serious as far as he concerns to make a decision like that and throw... Uh, his career on the line, especially his his wealth. I, I think he picks up you know a contract anyway because yep. of the caliber of player he is. But it's just sending all the wrong messages out. I'm, for me, I sort of look past the the indiscretion and look at the work being done around it to make sure that it doesn't happen again and and to stop it from happening. Mm-hmm. And I think what what it really portrays is the lack of um, ongoing education in so many different fields that ne- it needs to happen. If I'm thinking weekly. Mm. Everyone has to sit down at the beginning of the week and they need a refresh, you know what I mean? Like, we sit down all the time, we're planning our show, um, you know, making sure that we're going to put a good show on and we do that daily, um, you know, and I think the same thing needs to happen with a player. This, See, I, I, I reckon, Izzy, if you're signing a million-dollar deal, yeah, why wouldn't you put 2% away for this type of um, mentorship? where a person came in, a skills mental coach, and he just kept tipping away on you and said, like, hey, this is where you're headed, this is what you need to think about, blah, blah, blah. So you don't make those those decisions. You know, we don't know with what, what actually went on in, in there. But, um, yeah, it just sends a really bad message across the sport. Mm. Um, and I think that's something that the NRL, like, it ain't going to be the last one. But the NRL really need to look at their educational process. They do, Kempi. They do indeed. 23 minutes past 7 o'clock here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. You'll be back off the back fence after this. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. When you look at appointments, the Jason Ryan addition to what was a struggling All Blacks management team was an inspiring one. Over the last two games, yep, that's right, only two games, we've seen what impression someone who has had success with the Crusaders can do by instilling fresh thinking and new blood. Take a bow, Mr. Ryan. One wonders what he said and how he was able to inspire a Ford pack full of talent and devoid of answers. It illustrates the importance of a good coach, and I'm sure his focus and professionalism has had an impact on all other coaches around him, young, confident, confident, enthusiastic, just what they needed. 
And going into 2023, the Warriors have the opportunity to emulate disappointment and success. The assistant coaches are very much part of a successful coaching team. Not just along for the ride, but driving the fundamentals, which are essential for reaching the top. The head coach may front the public, but these guys are equally responsible for the team's outcomes. My question is, do they have someone of Jason Ryan's calibre on their coaching team, or do they have to look further afield? Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Great question. <clears throat> Great question there, Kempi. Uh, look, there are some quality coaches out there, and if I'm going to talk about quality, and the one thing about Jason Ryan, just quickly, challenges. He challenges his players' thinking, the way that they train, the way that they do go about their work, and he challenges them personally. Like He's up front and in their face, and... You know, kind of just demands respect, and, and you can hear it when he speaks to the press conferences and every halftime interviews. He's pretty straight up and down. He doesn't shy away from anything. He's just like pretty honest as as you can get from a coach. So that's what he does well. And a coach that could do great things is Leon McDonald, mate. I've spoken about his difference he gave to me during my coaching career. So uh, great off the back fence here. The balance of any sort of coaching makeup now is going to be really hyper-analysed with the Foster situation in mind and, and what this coaching outfit needs and what Jason Ryan brings, Kempi. Very thought-provoking there. 29 away from 8. Here is Aroha with the news for Kubota together with Shaping and Building New Zealand. Then we've got a great text to read after some sports headlines with Gulp. <laughs> Twenty-six and a half minutes away from eight AM this morning. Double eight, double three for the text machine. We've got Caleb Markinay coming up to talk a little bit of MPC rugby, but some sports headlines with Gull fueling your mission all year around. Hey, big bad Baz McCullum. He's not far away from being back at it with some Test cricket. Now the English Test team they play South Africa. I think that starts tomorrow night. And Jimmy Anderson will be playing his first test match as a 40-year-old. And for him, he says it's just a number next to his name. It's not how he feels. So there you go. Jimmy Anderson, uh, (laughs) how's this? 657 wickets and 172 matches and an average of 26.36. Aging like a fine wine. Staying up in the UK right now. English Premier League. Ooh. Joe's Liverpool down oh, down 1-0 to Crystal Palace. No, it's Kez. It's Kez's Liverpool. Kez's Liverpool down 1-0 to Crystal Palace right now in the Premier League in match day 2 of 36. Wow. There'll be some disappointed Liverpool fans out there. Uh, maybe... Jeez, they don't have three points on the board yet. So we'll keep you updated throughout that one. It's about 13 minutes through this morning. Izzy, Kempe, just thinking about um, the whole Jason Ryan, Ian Foster situation and how uncomfortable it must actually be for the players. Here's a clip from Sam Kane and Sam Whitelock. They had to front media after the Mark Robinson shambles. And, and Kempe, just what well, you were talking about with Jace Ryan there and then Izzy, your connection that they, coaches have with players and Jace getting in their faces. And it just made me kind of think how uncomfortable this all would be. Myself and um, plenty of the leaders are certainly available for, for the board or... Um, anyone who would like to, to seek our opinion, I think we've probably uh, you know, got a better insight than, than most. 
we've been in here and knowing footy and, and working with him um, day in, day out. So, yeah, we're always available for comment. So, like, this actually captain having to go out there and really lay his personal neck on the line, it must be quite distracting and actually anxiety-inducing. But he's dead right, you know, like he's, they're on the pulse, they're in their environment and they get a real understanding of what Foster, you know, how he coaches. And and I've said it on air and I've said it plenty of times, I'll keep saying it, Fozzie is a really great, a good coach. He understands the game, he is intelligent, he understands what's needed, he prepares well, he analyses opposition really well. I can only say that because I've been coached through a golden era and he was our backs coach. And for me, what he did for me, I can only speak highly of him. So you can understand what, why Sam Kane and, and, and Co are saying that because they're his coach and they've been a part of it. So it'd be interesting to see if Mark Robinson actually listens because yesterday Jim Kays was on, on the show and he said there was a bit of a heated exchange between the senior players and... Um, and himself uh, stay in your lane yes yeah, stay in your lane which is a horrible thing to say when you're the CEO mm. mate honestly if I'm going to be completely honest I've been really disappointed with how you know the, the people above have been handling not only this mm. Silver Lakes you know the last couple of years since I've been involved COVID you know, like it's 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 been a pretty difficult time for for the always, and everyone can only probably always look at the performance and the results from uh you know the brand and the Oro taking a a bit of a hit. But you look in the back room, mate. That has added to it as well. They have added to what is unfolding now and what we are getting to now. There's so much uncertainty. There's disconnect between above and teams and even the community, even lower provincial. You know, there's just so much disconnect. It's it's not ideal. And this is why we're having to deal with this. So, yeah, interesting words here from Sammy Kane. It is, because Kempe, yeah. at the end of the day, the players are the ones out there that get everything. Everyone ends up looking at the players. Yeah, look, look I only say this about um, that, that comment from Sam, and, and I listened to it, and I listened to the, the, the I guess, the, the confusion in his, in his content when he says, here I am, a captain, you haven't even spoken to me. It takes a lot of courage to actually talk out against um, the management, and mm. especially when you've got the the backs of every other team member um, riding your your mana, your voice, because that's what you carry as a captain. Um, and what you don't un- what you don't know is the reaction of those people that are sitting in those seats above you, the CEO, the board members, and so on, and and they can change your life overnight. You know, so you say the same thing. It doesn't go. And I'm using stay on your lane in your lane, it doesn't go down your lane and it goes into someone else's lane, they, they chop they chop you. And and I only say this because I was a part of that. I, I think I told you that story. So, you know, be, be really careful how you handle that mm. um, because different people make different decisions and if you step on their toes, Sammy, they probably will uh, move you aside. You're saying the right thing. I totally agree with them. They should talk to them. It just makes sense. Mm. Mm. That's right, Kempe. It is, it's... Like that, you're right. Lives can be changed just like that. I don't know where it lands. I don't know who gets the ultimate say. Apparently, the board, but we'll find out. We're watching this story unfold this week here on SCNZ. 21 away from eight. Caleb Markney out of the Hawks Bay Magpies up after this. Yes, we're coming up to 15 away from eight. And after eight o'clock, we've got a special guest coming in, Luke Graham. 
son of Mark Graham. He is making a documentary on his dad, so stay tuned. But right now, I guess when you're a host of a show, you can always go back to the NPC. The Bunnings NPC, and well, there's only one team on my radar. There's something about a magpie, and they still have the shield, baby. Gee whiz, it got touch and go for the second there against the Steelers in the weekend. But let's be honest, it was never in doubt, especially when the young gun Caleb Markinier came on. The boys are straight back into action tomorrow night against Otago, and Caleb is with us now. Morning, bud. Morning, bud. Hey, thanks for tuning in and joining us on our show, mate. Um, quickly, a bit close for comfort, mate. Like, sitting there, half-time, up by 20-odd. I'm thinking, oh, this is home and hose. Next minute, only win by two, mate. So what's been the main focus this week? Um, yeah, I think, like you said, the boys got a bit comfortable um, after the break and we kind of went away from what we did in the first half that last game, um, stopped playing footy and... That's not really what what our game's about. So um, for this week, it's just about you know keeping that pressure on the whole time, and if we're on top, just staying on top and trying to play not the whole time and not going to our shells and try shut out a game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well done, Caleb. Hey, um, where are your boys all at? You know, heading into the spirit busy period with two games this week. You you're all feeling okay? Bodies are all good. Yep. Yep. No, I think all the boys are. All the boys have obviously been recovering hard. We've got a, a deep squad this year, so um, we're reaching into that for the next couple of games. A, a few boys will get a chance to have a run, and I think everyone's just really excited. Um, new boys, chance to get a run, and then us other boys as well. Um, go down and play a bit of footy in Dunedin this week, and then the Turbo's on Sunday, so everyone's feeling pretty good. Everyone's in a, in a good headspace for this for the Storm Week. Mate, you, you, you've started you know, down south and you've made your way back home to the Hawke's Bay. I've been in and around it. I've experienced it a wee bit, but for, I get a sense there's just a real tight-knit group, uh, real tight bond between all the players, the coaches and the region. Like, What is it about this, this Hawke's Bay environment that makes it a special one that it is at the moment? Yeah, like you said, I've, I've been in a few environments, um, been down south, and whatnot, but I think um, this is definitely the best environment I've been a part of. And um, what makes it special is just everyone can be themselves. Um, the coaching staff, everyone from SNC all the way to um, the last player training with us, um, everyone can just is, is really given that freedom to be themselves, express themselves. Um, the coaches drive a really good group like that, and so I think that just um, shows on the field. Like the boys really want to go out there and do it for each other, and and no one's holding back. So I think that's the main thing that makes the culture so special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, when you when you're all happy and you want to get out there and just enjoy it, and you you're back and your your coach and your coach is back in you. How's he going, Josh Symes, the big dog in the big chair? No, well, I've had Simsy um, since I moved up here and get get along with Simsy really well. I think he's he's just stepped into that role seamlessly um he knows what like i said what the culture's been about the last two or four years and he's just sort of driving the boys that same way obviously a bit of a bigger role managing the entire team but he's going awesome so far speaking of roles mate your role you're chopping and changing with um lincoln mcclutchy mate you're playing a bit of 10 you've played a lot of time at fullback mate have you enjoyed the transition from the back to to playmaker to big dog yeah bro yeah i've been loving it obviously 
Lincoln's such a talented guy. Um, he's been going unreal the last couple of years and just been enjoying competing with him and um, sharing that role around 10. We both love love a bit of running footy, so yeah. I love playing with Lynx and I also love um, when I do have to step into that 10 role. Hey, mate, just quick, how, how difficult is it as a 10 when you've got Ford Pack that just loves rolling up their sleeves, kicking to the corner and being hungus, <laughs> trying to get the role in more tries? <laughs> Oh, it's awesome. Sometimes, bro, you just sit back and, uh, yeah, like you said, put it in the corner for them and watch them go to work. But it is also, um, yeah, they, they allow us to play on top and play at speed, so it's pretty fun being behind the pack like that. Yeah, nice, mate. Oh, we're going to let you go shortly. Uh, just quickly, you played over at the MLR with the Utah Warriors, mate. How was that experience? Sure did. Um, no, nah, I loved it, to be fair. Got, got a lot of minutes, 16 games over there. Um, pretty similar length to a, a super team. So I really enjoyed my time over in the MLR. It's a growing comp. It's only been around for five years. So um, I think, yeah, it's def- definitely a space to watch, good space for boys to go, sort of go away, get minutes, and then you can come back to Mitre 10 and jump straight in. All right, mate. We appreciate you coming on, Caleb, and uh, sharing some insights to this week uh, and going forward, mate. Keep it up. I'm backing you all the way, and I've got a wee competition here with Kempi. He went Tasman for his first pick. I went Hawks Bay because, you know, close to the heart. (laughs) Follow the heart, brother. So I appreciate your time, man, and uh, all the best. Cheers, Cheers. Thanks very much for having me. See you, boys. There is Caleb Markney. Honestly, big talent. He's played a lot at fullback, Mm. but he's moved into that 10 uh, 10 role, and obviously when Lincoln McClutchy went down, he had to take over and – Mate, he's a good quality kid. Takes the line, young. 25. Mm. Feels like he's been around for a long time. He's like well-travelled already, playing a bit of MLR as well. So uh, he's he's spread the wings far and wide. Kempe, there's some great messages here. Gee, you can't talk about rugby union at the moment without lighting the temper bed post text machine up on double eight double three. We'll get the lads to roll through some of these. Simon, Chase, Tim, stay with us, and we'll get to these after this. Ten minutes away from eight is in Kempe for breakfast. Four minutes away from 8 o'clock. After 8 o'clock, we're going to talk something really special here. Mark Graham, legend of New Zealand Rugby League, legend of Rugby League in general, and his son's making a film about his life on and off the field. We're going to talk to Luke Graham up after 8. But right now, some text machi- the text machine's gone boom. Is he? You want to get to a couple of these? Yeah, I do. Of course, Sam Kane is going to stick up for Foster. He's the only seven. He's the only coach in the country that thinks he should be starting seven. That is from Liam. Well, you know what, Liam? I'd love to see you at Alice Park <laughs> sitting over a ruck trying to jackal the ball, looking up and seeing Ebenezer Beth running at you, full tit, eyes glowing, and see what you'd do. Honestly. Honestly. I thought he scored a good try. Honestly, like, mate, give the guy a break. He is doing his hardest, doing his best. See the tears? Go look at the Instagram, mate. He is, he's trying. He is trying, and it's not good enough for everyone out there. We fully understand that, but, mate, give him a break. Honestly. Um, Shall I read some more? Yeah, yeah. This one's quite good. Make Razor Coach and Fozzie CEO, as they both know what it feels like to be mistreated and won't treat their staff the same again. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I've yeah, got... let, me, let me talk <laughs> go, to that one. Will go, you go, Kempe. Take a deep breath. All right, you take a deep breath and let me talk to that one. Um, that was my point, Louis, about the C, the CEO and the and the board members and the captain uh, all not being on the same page. I'll go back to it again. Like, they need to get on the same page. 
seriously. I've I've always held the All Blacks in such high regard until I've seen what's happened lately. I always thought when you're electing your captain, the spokesman for our, our number one game in New Zealand, it's our national sport, that he has the backing not only of his coach but also of his CEO and his board members because they're all on the same page. What Mark Robinson done this week, um, what Sam Kane said to us publicly, is not on. They have to get on the same boat. They have to row in the same walker in the same direction if we're any chance of winning the World Cup. Stop camouflaging uh, a conversation by saying you need to stay in your lane. You need to talk to your players, mate, and especially your captain. Yeah. That's all I'll say. Nah, fair enough, Kempi. Chase says Ian Foster has proven to be a great assistant coach, as he says, but not sure he's a head coach. And then Simon says, uh, similar to that last text, of course the current players will, players will support him. He's the hand that feeds them. Foster selected them. And Tim is where you were going, Kempi. Morning, lads. Just on that, the board and CEO must speak to the captain and senior players. If not, surely they are not carrying out their due diligence. Seriously starting to wonder how upper management team got appointed. While by the board, is he, have you ever been in a team where they've looked to you as a senior player at, for a little bit of, um, I guess, feedback on the staff? Um, not, no, I've never had to go to this current situation. I've been in teams where this hasn't been a hell of a lot of change. I've been... What about the end of the Todd Blackadder era? Nah. Nah? Nah. It was just... Time to change. Time to change. He knew it was time to change. Things haven't happened and is the way they wanted. We lost three finals. Close, but no cigar. So nah, never had to uh, eventuate to that current uh conversation but we've had ch- chats about you know what's going on in the room you know Scott Robinson we lost against the Waratahs after that massacre down there and he asked me you know what are you saying what are you hearing and you just have little conversations about what you're seeing I just said look mate it's, it's a loss you know you either win some you lose some you just don't have to react and think it's the end of the world we'll just keep moving forward and there's another message here from JJ I'd love to get to after 8 o'clock but coming up we're going to talk to Luke Graham we're going to talk some league He's going to come in the studio. I'm going to go eat me a McCafe right now and settle down. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Chemist Warehouse Bundles of Joy Sale on now. Find 20% off the Philips Advent range. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Maria, good morning. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ 16th of August, and it's just after 8 o'clock. Appreciate you joining the show. Earlier on, we spoke to Caleb Markini, the Hawks Bay fullback turned first five. They are 2 0 to start the season. The log of wood is safe and sound in the Hawks Bay. 
And uh, they've got a bit of a storm week coming up. Otago tomorrow and then Manawatu on Sunday. So a big week for the Hawks Bay lads. We also spoke to Glenn Phillips, the Black Caps middle order batsman who is firing at the moment. Six, 746 runs, an average of 39 going forward. And we had a good chat with him. You can get those on Izzy and Kempe for Breakfast podcast on the SCNZ app. We've got a few messages here. On our temper bed post text machine regarding the All Blacks, Sam Kane is a couple there from Lorenzo, JJ, and Squid. Just hold tight, hold tight. We're going to big hour here. We're going to talk to a special guest, and I'm going to throw it over to you, Kempe, to do the introduction. Yeah, mate, that's right. He's well, he's a true legend of our sport here in Aotearoa, feared by rivals, respected by icons, and offered a lifetime of service to the sport of the Great Game Rugby League. Now Mark Graham is going to be featured in a big screen, on the big screen, in a film called Sharko, which is feature-length participatory documentary drama about his life, his professional life via the perspective of his filmmaker son, who's sitting in the studio with us now, Luke Graham. Morena Luke, how are you, mate? You got brought the cameras along, you're looking good. How's it all going, brother? Thank you very much for having me. I uh, know it's great, and yeah, thank you for... Uh for getting the message out there of the, uh, the documentary. Hey, mate, look, when I got the, uh, the message yesterday that you're in town and this, uh, I've been following you on, on Facebook and, and Instagram and, and watching what you've been doing, it must be, mate, it must be, I guess, a work of, of life just following your dad, the legend uh, who was Sharko, around and, and putting this all together. Oh, well, I have to say, honestly, it's a bit trippy. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, um, I didn't know it would be my next project. Uh, uh, Dad and I, I've obviously, uh, you know, it's been part of the rugby league world my whole life. And um, the project uh, previously uh, broke was a, uh, was a indie drama, but it, it dealt with the uh, rugby league and, you know, some of the uh, lesser issues with rugby league. So um, uh, this one here, when I started chatting to Dad about it, um, that, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, to be honest, and I had a few other ideas. And he said, just come back to uh, NZ with me. Um, we've got a reunion for uh, a 1977 team. And um, I said, all right, I'll come along. I'll bring two cameras. And I'm certainly not a camera person, so none of that footage is going to make the doco. Um, but I got to see you know, people that I, I saw when I was a child, you know, Olsen Philippina, mm. um, um, you know, so many amazing players that um, from, from Otahuhu and um, from around Auckland and New Zealand that um, made, um, made special things in the rugby league world. And I thought, I'd like to do a rugby league doco. Now, um, I, don't, I wasn't too sure what I'd want to do it on, but after mulling over it for many months, I said, Dad... Um, you're kind of like my idol. Mm. You know, and let's, let's be honest. You know, the other person I've always looked up to, you were Superman f- uh, for me. Yeah. Um, you were uh, Conan the Barbarian. Uh, and uh, I would li- really like to, to do something on you, your life, um, and rugby league in that era where I don't, know, I don't think rugby league got the, the kudos mm. that, um, that maybe other sports did. And I really wanted to do my part um, for, for the sport and, and for culture and life at that time because it's given me so much. Mate, what was it like? Thank you for sharing that. What was it like growing up with Mark Graham as your dad? And, and are we going to see some of these memories, little stories on, on this little doco that you're creating? Uh, yeah, it's... Um, how was it like with dad growing up? It's um, It was larger than life. Mm. Um, I will say that when I was, uh, when I was in primary school, 
I had year sixes wanting to be my friends yeah. that I didn't know about. Um, it was it was unique, and everywhere I went, um, uh, that there were people that knew my father. Now my father is very tall anyway, so he stands out, and he's quite a large man. He still is in his um, mid to late sixties, still very fit, etc. So dad was always a presence, um, but um, yeah, uh, it was it was special. Um, it was something that uh, I would never you know never want to give up. Yeah. And I'm very lucky to be able to uh, be presenting this world uh, to, to the public. Oh, beautiful. Hey, Luke, the people you've spoken to, I'm, I'm guessing the, the Lowys, the Hugh McGarns, um, the, the legends out of that Otahu club first and foremost, it took Mark to, to Brisbane with Lowy, I think it was, first and foremost, and he, he tripped from there through to North Sydney, played all that time, and then the Kiwis. Have you got old footage that will be in this... Um, doco as well that, that sort of takes us through his footballing career um, and what what other footage can we expect to see off the field that's probably uh, stuff that people don't know about Mark yeah we'll be, we'll be incorporating so it's a it's a feature-length documentary for uh, for cinema so it's you know we've got to wrap it around the 90 minutes um, but you know what I'm really highlighting is key moments um, it's not just about my father it is about rugby league and mm. um and society in that time and you know it's and it's we'll be looking back as a reflection of what where society is now to where it was then um for both the you know the feminine and masculine point of view um so it looks at greater themes as well but um we've got some really exciting um games i will say that back in the days um Rugby league broadcasters didn't like to use more than two, two or three cameras to uh, tell a story. <laughs> uh, it's as a filmmaker, it is a little bit difficult to um, to make that exciting. So we will be doing, we'll be using archival. We'll, we have some actually. We've been lucky enough to get some uh, personal archival from uh, journalists, uh, from rugby league players, uh, home videos, as well as our family stuff as well. So we've got some great stuff, but we'll be also incorporating recreations. And I was just saying before. To Izzy, that we'll be um, recreating some of the scenes from some of those key games, such as you know the 1985 Australia versus uh, New Zealand series, which really kind of put what a game, yeah, which really put rugby league on the map. Um, it, it had everything, um, culturally, culturally, socially, um, violently. Um, <laughs> so um, all these things, and and, you know, and even um, other series. So like we do, we we show the 1988 World Cup final, um, which if you know rugby league, it, it didn't end up the best for the uh, the Kiwis, but all part of the journey, you know. The, you know, rugby league is, is mm. such is such an an emotional, yet personal and family experience for a, a lot of people. And having these chats with you know Hugh McGarn, um, Graham Lowe, um, journalists of, of our time, and all these great players like Dan O'Hara, um, we're even chatting to well, even today we're chatting to Buck Shelford mm. um, um, about the you know the union experience, etc. So we're really rounding it out, and we've got a lot of uh, Australians that are that are part of this Australian rugby league players. You know, Buck, uh, uh, Blocker Roach. We've got the great Wally Lewis yeah. chatting. So we've got it's you know both sides of the of the ditch uh, are talking about this and about the game and what it's given to them. So one of the the things you've aligned just your the doco with is mental health. So yes. you're you, you're with Movember. And uh, you're doing some great work there. So is that are we going to see a big part of of the other side of league that maybe hasn't been showcased for? Will we see the your dad probably showing a, a few emotions or a few mixed feelings and telling a few stories? Is that going to be part of the show? Well, I, I'll be honest. I think um, you're going to see a few more than dad. Mm. Um, and it's um, I know the world sees uh, uh, 
all, all your ex-rugby league players or rugby league players is, is gladiators that, yeah. you know, that are, don't break. Um, and we all know that that's not the case. We know that everyone, everyone feels, everyone, everyone deals with stuff. It doesn't matter how good life looks to other people. So um, we, we've, got, we've been lucky enough um, to, for some of the, most of the people we're talking to is to have a real honest conversation. Um, we will be dealing with um, some family things that have happened to our family. I know we, we, we've been a bit unlucky like, like others and we had, I lost my brother um, and um, we, my father and I will be talking about that. And, you know, it's the big thing about mental health and depression, et cetera, as I said, it touches everyone. And if we have the ability through these mediums, radio, print, mm. TV, cinema, to be able to reach people and assist, that's part of our goal with this documentary. Obviously, we want to do something which, which you know, justifies the time and, and gives everyone an entertaining experience. But if we can really help people throughout this journey as well, and uh, our partner in New Zealand, uh, sorry, in Australia, my apologies, Movember, um, we're still talking to a few mental health partners in New Zealand yep. um, um, for, that, for that part of it. But we'll be doing a screening of the film in regional and remote areas in Australia, hopefully the same in New Zealand, and then we'll be having an honest chat about mental health with some of the rugby league's greats and mental health clinicians. Mm. So hopefully we yeah, can... To- powerful. Yeah. Hopefully we can not only entertain, but we can inspire and make a difference afterwards. Beautiful. Yeah, so. total what you're saying there, Luke. That's um, a very big part of uh, of everybody's life and, and it doesn't, like you said, doesn't matter just every everyday life, but footballers are no different. I don't know if you've spoken to anybody about... Um, the journey of Mark Graham to a young kid from, you know, down the line who used to watch that bloke play um, and just look at him as, t- you know, Tarzan, you know, like Tarzan when you used to watch them old old black and whites <laughs> and the way that he was built like Adonis and, and then get to watch and, and one day go, man, I'd like to be that bloke and then walk up a tunnel. I walked up a tunnel and the next one I'm looking next to him at North Sydney Stadium and going, that's my idol. Um, and I just awesome. want to say that like I look forward to the way that you tell your story about your dad because um, he's such an iconic figure in New Zealand. And and on saying that, when you're talking to the Australians especially, do they have the same um, conversation around the impact he had in rugby league when he played at North Sydney um, against all those Australians because he started in Brisbane up against the Wynnum Manleys, the Wally Lewis, the Gene Miles and so forth and then went to North Sydney and played in the, in the uh, old ARL competition. Did he have that same impact that, that I just talked about? Um, from, from the players that I've talked to and I, you know, we're always going to have a skewed perspective when we're talking to people and looking at the past but I think you'll find that most people you know, most people and that was uh, it's probably one of the keys is that you look at from play, players that people that get to a certain level um, they don't get there by luck. Mm. You know, they don't get there by being bad people. Um, and you'll see that from that era, the, the 70s, we'll say the 80s, where it was a part-time job. You had a real, you had a job, you had a family. It was, it was, it was part of your life. It wasn't your life. So there was some kind of structure. And a lot of these guys, as you know, the game's changed a lot for probably the better of the health of the players. Um, uh, but back then, it was okay to take someone out, it was part of your job, mm. and I know you'll see the, you'll see Blocker Roach talk about it. You'll talk about it as he talks about taking out my father in the 1985 series against Australia, and um, and Dad was da- down um, and gone with uh, Noel Cleal, and he talks about like I was told to do it. That's what you do. You just this was the game back then, but guess what? 
After that, I picked him up at the end of the game, shook his hand and said, great game, and we went on and we were mates after that. And that's what the game was. You put, your, you put everything on the line for yourself, for your club, for your country, and you shook hands with your opponent at the end. And that's the best thing about rugby league. And I, I know that I don't go to any of these, but, you know, Dad will go to these. Um, he will always tell me, tell me about because he's taking his golf clubs. It's, it's a golf clubs everywhere experience. For certainly every, everyone loves golf club. Everyone loves golf in, uh, in rugby league. Um, I but, love uh, golf. <laughs> um, so he'll talk about it and he talks about it with pride. And, you know, if you're if your you're, you're child watching this and, you know, watching this, you go, wow, the, you guys, you know, smashed each other apart. But then you picked each other up at the end and said, good game. And I, I think there's something so um, emotional and, and powerful about that that it's probably lacking in the current world. Um, you talk, yeah, and we kind of deal with a lot of those characteristics of people back then. You know, your word was your bond. You stuck by it no matter how bad it was. Um, so, yeah. Beautiful. Hey, just about on yourself, Luke. I'm curious. Like, did you ever play footy growing up? And when did when did when did <clears throat> filmmaking come apart? And like your own personal journey? Well, I, I did play footy growing up, and I will say that I was the worst of the brothers in my family. Um, I uh, was more worried about my hair, as you can tell. Um, <laughs> That's good here. Good beard. <laughs> it's good here. Good beard. Yeah. All right. Um, no, it's. I was. Yeah, I was. I tried my best at it, but I was. I was never at that level. Um, my brothers were very good at it. Um, Paul and Matthew and. Um, no, I, I guess, you know, I was filmmaking was always my connection. And I, and I said to Dad that I always remember watching, I always remember watching some type of, you know, like uh, uh, Predator or Conan <laughs> the Barbarian, sitting down watching something with Dad. And, and I always loved that, the attention that would, would, you, could, you could, you know, get from someone or the way you could change their perspective or the emotions uh, for that person. Um, I always, yeah, I, film was my kind of calling. Um, to be honest, I always thought film would be the hardest thing I could do. Mm. Um, I come from a rugby league family and I played sport. I played every sport under the sun or throughout school and um, before. And um, then I said, oh, I'll be a filmmaker. And everyone laughed at me. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're still laughing, though. So, <laughs> Just quickly before we let you, you go, just on your dad. Like, oh, he played before my time. I was born in 88. And uh, but every league pundit you talk to, every league fan, or everyone that knows the game through and through, Mark Graham's the first name that comes up. He's a he's a legend of the game. So, what for you growing up? What what was some of the things that Dad did behind the scenes to get to where he is? Did you see him just putting in the work? Because you said he had a job, family. So, what were some of the things that he would do week in week out to make? Because you know, Kempi said to me, he looked like Wolverine. If you know what Wolverine mm. looks like, chiselled as they come. So he's obviously a hard worker. Well, I will say this now. My dad still has him. He's got a massive gym at his house, you'll see. Um, and uh, dad, I always thought I always thought Rocky was dad. Yeah. I always thought because he, he never wanted to praise. He always wanted to take the hardest possible way of getting somewhere. Um, I'm not talking about his driving skills, obviously, but <laughs> he, uh, he, he was always uh, he was always working the hardest. And my, I have to say my dad was – um, it was it was fantastically structured, and I and I have to say that I probably that was before my time. That was his family. That was his footy. That was the people around him in Odahuhu. That was um well, uh, that was Lowy. Yeah. That was all those people that kind of helped him. Possibly school that you might find out through the documentary. Um, I was just there when the man was already the man. Mm, yeah, no, you did right, Luke, and. Oh mate, I'm so excited about what you've uh, what you've 
what you've done and, and put Sharko mm. out there, the, the icon, you know, the player of the century um, recently, and for everyone to get to see this in a in a in a feature length film, uh, you know, I just tip my hat to you, mate. So thanks a lot for coming in today into SENZ and sharing that story with us. I, I look forward to seeing it in its full and 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 in its all its glory and celebrating with all the league players in No Sharko. So say hi to your dad um, from me and on behalf of all the all the uh, rugby league community out there. Well done, mate. We just want to tip our hat to it. Yes, and when and where. When and where? Uh, well, we're, <laughs> we're um, this will be out uh, mid next year. Okay, uh, so you'll be able to go to the cinema and big job. Uh, yeah, yeah, and support it mid next year. So thank you very much. There you go. Oh. Support it. I'll be there. Sharko. Yeah, absolutely, Luke Graham. Great to have you in studio today. Thanks for making yourself available. It's twenty two minutes past eight here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. We'll be back with Paul Mawadi of tab.co.nz after this. Cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Does your field of dreams need an upgrade? Win a complete community sports field renovation with SENZ and PGG Rights and Turf. Go to SENZradio.nz and head to the win page. Speaking of winning, tab.co.nz, we do so much of it. Winning? What? Win? Yeah. I've won for a long time. Oh. Are you winning? Last week was pretty good. Paulie Moati's winning. Oh, he's Every always winning. He's always winning. <laughs> Hello, Paulie. Did, did he not back the Otago Nuggets? Surely he had a win. <laughs> if I did, they wouldn't have won. <laughs> well, I want to stop them, Paulie. You know that. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, well, I've probably got a. A couple of hot favourites in the Foxbridge I'd like you to back uh, just to help me out then, is he? <laughs> Five them wake with a couple of bonus bits and I'll do that for you. <laughs> that can, can be arranged. Paulie, um, actually, Kempe, North Queensland Warriors this weekend. How much can we read into the Warriors' performance from the weekend just gone? Oh, look, I, I think their away form is a, is a hell of a lot different than their home form. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've seen that. So, you know, if Stace can get them up again, they're a chance, but I'm picking the Cowboys to be running through the finals, mate, and starting to hit their straps pretty well. You know, people are talking, are they done? I'm going, no, they're not. Um, best time to get them? Best time to get them is right now, because they're on the way up. Have, have the Cyclopses climbed in, though, Paulie? Uh, there's been a wee bit of support for the Warriors, although they have drifted. Um, they were 18.5-point underdogs yesterday. They're now 19.5-point underdogs today. Uh, they're out to six dollars and ninety cents in the head-to-head market. The North Queensland Cowboys are a dollar nine, uh, and that dollar nine is not too dissimilar to the All Blacks dollar eight that they are to win the Test match against Argentina in what about a week and a half's time. So All Blacks a dollar eight, Argentina seven dollars, uh, and the early money has come for Argentina, although there's not a lot of action at the moment. But early money on Argentina at seven to beat the All Blacks in a week and a half. Hmm, TAB changing their tune, are they? Are you a bit like me? <laughs> oh, crikey. Flip-flop, Moati. Great great to chat to you, mate. I, I hope there's no flip-flopping with uh, winning for all, mate. Best horse in no, New no, Zealand. No, 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 And I'm getting on Hawks Bay tonight as well. Good man. Yep. We just oh, said, no, sorry, no. tomorrow night. Tomorrow, tomorrow night. Oh, that's a tough one. Yeah. Target down there, but I'm with you. With you, Paulie. Up yeah. the bay. 
Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Half past eight. There you go. Download the TAB app today to get involved with all of your latest live updates, live odds, and fixed markets. After this, I'll give you an update of the Liverpool Crystal Palace game going on. Ooh, Kez is worried for his Crystal Palace. Liverpool in the, the kitchen there. He is worried for Liverpool because <laughs> they are. Oh, actually. I'm going to save the update. They are looking wobbly. We've also got some text to get through here. Izzy needs to make peace with a few of the listeners and then wage war against a few of the other ones. Half past eight, here comes Aroha with Kubota together with Shaping and Building New Zealand. SENZ, we are 27 minutes away from nine this morning. Smithy up after nine, all the way through till midday. Liverpool, right, here we go. Tied one all with Crystal Palace. 17 minutes to go in the match, but they are down a man. They are down a man. A red card making things very difficult. Go, Crystal. Crystal. Excuse me? I just want... Cares to feel my pain from yesterday. Oh, Brentford. one of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in that mood today. <laughs> one of those guys. <laughs> right. Um, what else is going on around the world? Well, you know how we're obsessed with world rankings here in New Zealand? Good news. We're out of fifth spot. We're into fourth. The All Blacks have climbed back over English. We're the only, we're the fourth best team in the, at rugby now. Um, Australia, though, shut your ears if you're from the Western Island. Because you're now underneath Scotland in seventh place, and you're only hanging on to seventh by a decimal above Wales. So I know that that'll upset a lot of people. Some sports updates with Gull fueling your mission all year round. If you missed Glenn Phillips earlier on the show, head to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast, our podcast channels. He spoke about, well, how the Black Caps have managed to find some huge form in the last month or so, especially when it comes to fielding. Yeah, I think it's been a focus for us um, for years, actually, trying to be the best fielding unit um, in any given competition at any time. And they've done that, and they've done that really well. Back to the rugby, though. Ian Foster, the players are defending him, and this is what it means. Oh, look, we're, we're, we're a tight team, but we're also an accountable team. And so, you know, I'm, my, my job is to take the hits when things aren't going that good, so I understand that. And But, you know, when the... When the door's shut and we get to work behind the scenes, um, we're, it's, it's a fantastic group you're part of. Yeah, special group, is he? And that kind of got you back, got your mates back. Must be pretty cool. Yeah, look, there's been a few messages coming through on the on the text machine, and um, you know, everyone has their has their opinion. I've got my own, and I'll stay strong to that. And uh, there's a message here, as I agree with some of the public should back off and leave Sam Kane alone. Makes me mad some of the treatment he gets, totally uncalled for, from Junior. And then there's another one here, has one game changed everything, is he? Everyone question the game plan and selections. The team is being inconsistent and, and lost a number of games under Fozzie, who now has one of the worst coaching records. We expect a lot from our All Blacks in history, says we should. The team hasn't performed under Fozzie. Why did it take... For a bonfire under the S for selections and game plan and a motivated team to turn up. That's what senior players need to answer. That is from JJ. Um, look, JJ, I can understand your frustration, particularly from the Irish series, because what we witnessed and what we saw, it was totally unacceptable. But what I can say now is that was a different era. There was a different coaching regime, and I spoke about it a few months ago about the assistants. 
the assistants do a lot of the coaching that is on field, and what you see is what they are offering the players. The players are obviously the one that are leading and driving, but they can only get led, and, and, and the game plan is what they are, are taught and given. So from what I've seen now in the last two weeks, I have seen improvement. I have seen change. Week one, someone questioned my uh, change of tune from week one. I, I, week one, I, I just I questioned the players, really, because a lot of what we saw out there was just handling errors. You know, like individual accountability, they just weren't doing their job. They weren't catching high balls. They weren't catching balls that were in front of them. They were dropping easy ones. Shannon Frizzell, like, on their own line, and then they score off it. That's just a player individual error. So... I think there's been a lot of improvement the last couple of weeks. One game doesn't change anything, but one at Alice Park really changes uh, uh, the mindset and the way things are going. So, yeah, keep the messages coming through. There's a couple more here, Louis. We'll get through uh, throughout the show. Not well, long left. No, yeah, look, I just want to react to what you're saying there, Izzy, because I don't necessarily agree. Uh, sorry, not agree. I don't necessarily understand because I've never been in that high-performance environment. But, Kempi, I can put it to you because you've been on the flip side as a coach and the criticism that comes in and out week by week, you obviously try to tune a lot of it out. But you also, when Ian Foster talks about being accountable to himself and knowing that, yeah, his assistants were accountable for this, I'm assistable, accountable for this. As a head coach, ultimately, does not all liability stop at your feet? 100%. You know, like you, you, you know that when you're taking, taking the job that you're making decisions in and around the team and, and your support staff to get the job done what I do like is that he made the change with Jace Ryan because it was needed and they moved two of the assistant coaches out, hence the, the off-the-back fence this morning, saying how important the role is of your assistant coaches, what Izzy's talking about. There, there's so much to do for a head coach around the football team and getting it right these days. You've got to cast the thousands and to hold them all together with glue, sometimes you can't do that. You've got blokes going off in different tangents, you know, even your, your runners on the running on the football field giving um, poor messages. That's just one of the little problems that you deal with. But what you really um, can't get away from is the scrutiny that you come under when mm-hmm. things, are, when things, your back's up against the wall. And, you know, he's been pretty resilient. Like, you've got you to think about it. No all-black coach... In my time, I know that John Mitchell went through a bit of it. John Hart went through a bit of it. Um, but no coach in my time has been as heavily scrutinised daily than Fozzie. Um, and you've got to you've got to tip your hat to him. Like going to Alice Park, like I didn't think they'd get the one. Mm, neither. You know, altitude had everything going against them. Young front row. You know, made some changes all over the the park to try and get the job done. But I, I, I don't think, that's why I wrote about Jace Ryan this morning, I don't think everyone has actually seen the importance of that one change so far. So if we can make another one like that, who knows, we might just continually keep climbing up that ladder. The resilience has been incredibly impressive, Kempe. It's a really good point you make. Hey, um, we'll get to Mark's text here on Sam Kane, but Brenton also says, can't wait to watch this documentary about Mark Graham. Sounds awesome. And Jared, you've called in from Akaroa down there in the 03. You got some thoughts around that, Doc? Akaroa, beautiful. Oh, hey, I'm sure in the dictionary when you look up Mark Graham, it's, it's hard. <laughs> uh you know, growing up as a young guy, watching that guy, he was just he was just something else. I don't think you could eclipse uh, any other rugby league player in New Zealand history than Mark Graham. He was just just fantastic, and uh, and uh, yeah, I echo the thoughts of that text. So I can't wait for the 
the documentary. Um, uh, it'll be something else. I'll, I tell you what, fellas, I'll, I'll never forget reading the Sunday News years ago. Uh, and it had a list of um, the injuries to Mark Graham. Well, I don't think there's any, any part of his body that wasn't broken throughout his career. I mean, uh, it, it, like I say, he was no harder than, um, than the Mark. Yeah, appreciate your call there, Jared. Any dolphins out there this morning in the harbour? Well, actually, uh, look, uh, I'm, I'm actually in look, you guys wouldn't even know where I am, Le Bon's Bay. Yeah. Le Bon's Bay. Over yeah, the back there, O'Kane's Bay, Le Bon's. Yeah, right there, onto it. Um, is it just beside O'Kane's Bay? Yeah. Acacia Bay? Is it Acacia Bay over those ways too? Why, Nui? Yeah, yeah, there's a few of them, but yeah. nothing, nothing, nothing better than the Bonds Bay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you dialing out on the 03, the landline. And Christ, you should be working a treat there. Jared, thank you. That's <laughs> Teddy Kimpy. Does that resonate with you? His <laughs> body oh, hanging mate. together? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, the, what, I remember that tackle um, Blocker did on him in 85 in that 85 series. They win They win the last one 18-0. They lose the second test. John Rebo goes down with four pass from... Um, Gary Jack down the left edge they score and win it in the last two minutes um, and Blocker try to take him out and he just gets up but see I remember another game in England where they hadn't won a series and the English were worse than the Australians and he's basically busted his ankle and got back up and played the whole game with it and 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 you could see the pain he was in and he you just knew if he walked off the football field then they were done, you know. And that's what people talk about that type of stuff happening. Like you hear about the blokes going down and getting water now. The funny part about what Luke was saying was that it was all okay back then. <laughs> you know, you I remember just a, I'm like just talking about that. Like I remember when I first played fullback for Newcastle and the coach said, Don't ever let a fullback or a break happen again. And I went, what do you mean? He goes, well, he doesn't get up off the ground. Well, any break that was made that year against Newcastle, they didn't get back up off the ground. <laughs> 18 away from nine, a different world. A different world back then. Uh, some texts here on double eight double three. CEO needs to go. And honestly, I think Foster should go. But if he stays, he needs to stay to the World Cup and I will back him to the hills. And I think lots of people would agree with that unnamed text. We'll get to the rest of these after this. 18 away from 9 is Ian Kempe for breakfast, SCNZ. 13 minutes away from 9. All right, Kempe. All right, Izzy. Let's get through some of these very passionate text messages this morning. Uh, Here we go, boys. Gee, I wish people would stop, would get off Sam Kane's back. He was never going to be another Rich McCaw, so he misses the odd tackle, but so did... McCaw, open side is probably the hardest position to play, if not the number one ball hunter in the pack and have to be there to clean up team members' mistakes as well. Remember, he isn't the one who makes the game plan. Now from a Cantab, stop whinging about our AB captain and support him from Mark. Look, uh, yeah. Look, there's, everyone, like I said, everyone's got their own opinion, but for me, look, as an open side... And what I'm seeing, I've been in his situation when people were starting to question my form mm. and, you know, how I'm playing. And then you're getting messages from everyone, mixed directions. You know, you think to two years ago, Sam Kane wasn't playing that, like, wasn't, he was a great player. He was doing everything that was asked him. But at the moment, he's probably missing a couple of tackles. He's probably not getting as many jackals as we're after. And to me, that just says he's second-guessing himself. I've been in that situation when you get so many mixed messages, you've got people talking about you day in, day out, so you start second-guessing yourself, you start questioning how good you are, your ability, 
and you start missing opportunities. You get narrow-minded and your focus is currently solely on the comments that are coming out from the public. Kempi, here's one for you because this person signed off horse. Sorry, but I don't know Mark Robinson. And but I know sorry, sorry, but I know Mark Robinson, and he has made me bloody angry. The All Blacks legacy has been built on pride, culture, and confidence. And what he is doing is creating a work environment that is so cloudy that the lads are actually doing amazing to achieve what they did with that cluster bleep going on in the background. Horse. Does that make it more impressive the performance, Kempi, with the landscape? Hundred percent. I think I know. I think I know horse, and uh, if it is horse, um, good to hear from your brother uh, that I know. But I just want to touch a little bit on that. You know, like all of that white noise that's going on in the background. Yeah, you know, that Sam Kane's dealing with and all that. Then he's got to deal with the team stuff on the football field as well. And isn't confidence a wonderful thing when you're a player? Mm-hmm. You know, if you get everyone going in the same direction, pulling in the same direction, and you turn out that that um, performance on Sunday, it basically takes care of everything. It takes care of your form. You go start to go well yourself. You get confidence from your teammates. Everyone there is happy. You know, they take, like you take um, all the white noise away from the background. They haven't fixed that problem. Mm. I'm, I'm not saying that they've fixed it, but what they've done is they've, they've they've toned it down so they can actually go into this game against Argentina with a bit of confidence. And confidence is a wonderful thing because if they get on a roll. And they start to go, well, actually, we know we can play and we're going to do what Jason Ryan's telling us to do consistently. Um, Mate, we might see them win the championship. Mm. And then it's a different conversation. Yeah. And and Kempi, like, uh, on that current situation with Sam Kane, like, when I was in that situation, I didn't know how to get out of it. I didn't know how to get away from it. The only reason I actually got away from it and came back and played my best year ever in the All Blacks jersey was I got injured and I stepped away from the game. Nearly gave it up, about to quit and do everything, but went away and had time away and came back. Um, I don't know how Sam Kane's going to have to show away, but it is part of being an All Black. You're always going to have people questioning, you're the captain, so um, yeah, I don't know the answer, but the answers are there and if he can get his confidence back and get what he's saying... um, yeah. Oh, look, I don't think it's an answer, is he? I think it's the difference of mm. the 2% that are at that elite level, is that they're resilient, yeah. they work through things and methodically in their head, and they trust their talent, yeah. you know what I mean? And they go, right, my talent's going to get me there, I just, I'm just i in this dark space at the moment, and, I'm, and, and the confidence in winning really brings that on. Mm. It's when you're losing, 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 and then... That's when that's when things really go real bad. Look, the other element, the last thing I'll say on Sam K is the other element to this which clouds it a bit is his body is not the same. He is physically not the same player. He yeah. has had so many injuries. So when you're saying back the talent and know you can do it, well, his game is actually capped now. He'll never reach the heights he was as an out-and-out player, but what he can do is be the best leader on the field. And is he, But think, how, impressive, how impressive is that in itself? Mm. You know, no one ever thought he'd come back from that neck injury. You know, and here he is, he's captain of the All Blacks. Yeah. Like, the, the kid has some resilience, you know. He's copping it, and he's been copping it for years, both physically and mentally. I just, I don't know, I just saw that photo, and he's like, just what it meant the to relief. get that win, that relief. You know, tears flying. And, 100%. You know, he, he wakes up, he's got a young family, and, and he just wants to do what's best, do his best every single time, but sometimes it's not good enough. And the personal attacks are the ones that really irritate me. You can understand questioning form, and yeah. maybe he's not playing as well as he should. He's probably maybe he's not the best seven in the country, but he is our leader, and he is our leader at the moment. So, just back him. 
Lorenzo says, can't wait, Izzy and Kempi, to watch the Joshua vs. Usic rematch this weekend. Oh, yeah, neither oh, can I. Boys. Yeah, here already. This has come around so fast. The winner, well, t- are we going to get a Tyson Fury Usic mega fight? Or are we going to get a Joshua Fury mega fight? Depending. We'll preview that. Let's try to catch up with Joe Parker at some stage this week or in the next wee while because he's a busy boy at the moment in training camp with Andy Lee as well. It is seven minutes away from nine. Smithy can't be far away. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it, like um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.